Welcome, everyone, to the third episode of Sports Night, sponsored, as always, by uh, College Sports Digest. Great Instagram. Check it out. Let's get it. Anyways, we're coming off a pretty hectic week two, another uh, disappointing week for both New York teams, but uh, more disappointing for the Jets. So, Tommaso, why don't you kick us off with this? Adam Gase and the Jets, not exactly a great, great game. Um, I mean, it, it looked like the, the Jets being the Jets again. First play of the game is an 80-yard touchdown by Raheem Moster, and then never looked good. I mean, we literally – we going into halftime of week one, we were down 21-3, and it was the same exact score this week in halftime. So, obviously, nothing much changed. The best was the 49ers were playing with – well, in the second half, they are playing with a backup QB. They didn't have their quarterback originally. Tight end. Oh, bless you. They didn't have their tight end. Uh, Bosa went down. Uh, Solomon Thomas went down. It, they they were playing with their backups, and we Steve still Ford didn't play. Yeah. No one. Yeah, it was. And we lost by double digit, like big double digits, not even like ten. That was but, you guys lit up like a third and thirty-five. Jerick oh had like a fifty-yard run. <laughs> yeah, I think that play wow just defines New York New York Jets football. <laughs> third and thirty-five, yeah. and just mm-hmm. I don't even understand how you give that up. There was wow. three people around him. He cut it to the to the left, and he was gone. It, there was just no one in sight. I I just I, I don't get it. Third and 35, yeah. their mindset was literally, all right, guys, I'll just run this ball. We'll get a yard or two, and let's go get ready to punt. Punt those put his helmet on. And then <laughs> uh-huh. the following, uh-huh. I don't even want to tell you. It's just terrible. The team looks out of place, disgusting. McDougal, um, Avery Williamson, players came out this week saying that everything starts, everything starts happening because of practice. Adam Gase is running yeah. practices, right? So, I mean, I'm hoping that this team loses a couple more games and by week four or five, it's just he's out of here because it's terrible what he's doing. He has no clue. He's ruining Darnold's life, not even career. He's playing <laughs> like garbage. And I'm not even just saying it because I'm a Jets fan. That play that went all over and every the touchdown pass that he threw to uh, – who was it, Tommaso? Barrios, I think, at oh, the end. Barrios. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a sick pass. For him to get out of that sack, going against his body, rolling out to the right, uh, to the left, and throwing it across his body, and a dime pass, it shows that the kid has talent. It's just the coaching around him is just not helping. That wasn't a good pass, though. That's what they teach quarterbacks not to do. Look look when they play the Bills. He did the same thing against the Bills, threw it to Jameson Crowder. Yeah, but he threw it to Jameson Crowder. Yeah, the shortest receiver, and he threw it off triple coverage. That, like – yeah, but okay, I understand. It's a bad that. habit so of his, and he got lucky this time. I, I don't. It I don't know if is it lucky if the guy's wide open and you throw a pinpoint pass? If you can do on it, run, you might not. on the weak side, I don't know if that's. No, he got I mean, lucky. No, that you might not. You might not on it, but look right. Like some of Patty Mahomes' throws aren't. Exactly I was just Lou. You just took it out of my mouth. I was just going to say that Mahomes just seen do that. So I'm not uh-huh. saying Donald can make that throw every time, but he made it that play, and it was. You see, it was right on the money, right? It was there was the, the Aaron Rodgers makes yeah. those throws a lot. Yeah. The difference between Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and Darnold is they do it when there's no safety lurking, but then Darnold will throw it into double coverage and the safety will just come up and take it. Yeah, decision making definitely needs to, you know, I mean, that's come up also coaching. And but I was just gonna say that starts with coaches, in. plays being called. I feel like they I feel like Adam Gates goes on Madden and, and just he, he finds the first three plays he sees and we just run him the whole game. No, it's terrible. It's so bad screen. to watch. And hates using Chris Herndon, who is way yeah. more yeah. talented and should be yeah. on the field and playing more. Or he is playing, but being targeted more. Mm-hmm. It's also as stupid as this sounds. No, you got it. I, my bad, Luke. I was just wanted to say, as stupid as this sounds, I would rather them go 0 and 16 but watch them battle in every game and at least be able to watch them than just get blown out. Like, I'm not yeah, caring about the losses. But I'm, and especially and especially coming into this year, everyone knew that the schedule was going to be tough. They knew, okay, last year we ended off hot, but also, like, I was a big fan of that too. But you look back, you're like, okay, we didn't play tremendous teams. And what I'm trying to get at is that at least if they're putting up a fight, you see, okay, this guy made a play, that guy made a play. 
there can be something if we get the right coach, the right thing. Just right now, it just looks terrible. Like, no one – it's just – it's disgusting. No one looks like they want to play. It's just – it's a mess. I think it's it's really a shame because, like, I think you have some really nice and interesting pieces. Obviously, Darnold – not to go back to that throw, but even as Lucas said, like, right, we can talk about the decision-making, but the fact that he can make that throw shows mm-hmm. that you have some talent to work with. But if you don't put him in the right environment – or you wow. give them the right talent, then no one's going to do, you know, you're not going to be able to see any talent and it's going to go wasted. And my prediction is if they, you know, they stay with Gase, he's going to go somewhere else and he's going to find it. And he's going to, you know, he's going to make good throws on a better team with better players. The alert that I'll never forget the night that the um, Jets signed Adam Gase. I remember looking at my phone and the CBS alert that I got was with Peyton Manning, all that, all that stuff. And the know. quote was Adam Gase is a quarterback guru. Often, yeah. Huh? <laughs> quarterback guru. Look, a perfect example is even look at look at Ryan Tannehill's doing in Tennessee. Yeah, exactly. He leaves that situation in Miami from um he, he from got what, traded Andre for like Gase. mid-round picks. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Everyone was like, This guy's garbage, he's not doing nothing. Mm-hmm. I understand they had Derrick Henry too. Derrick Henry was a big part of that player for him, but he was making throws. He was be he was getting them down the field. He looks like a whole different player. I don't know. I looked up his stat. He had the fourth highest passer rating ever. Mm-hmm. And he led them to the AFC Championship. First year exactly. with I mean, you can credit him, but I would credit that whole offense. If any quarterback was in that offense, it'd be insane. It, it, I, but I, I think it just all leads I, – I think it all just leads back to anything that's under Adam Gase is just a mess. And cool. if he doesn't get out soon – this team yet again is going to be terrible for the next five years and mm-hmm. it's not going to be fun to watch. I mean, it's already, it, it's really not fun to watch right now. I mean, you look at that defense, that defense has been really bad. I don't know. Do you tie it back to a little bit of like, you know, you lose Jamal Adams and I'm no, hundred percent a player like that. McDougal is not anywhere close to his level. I know. Party was happy that Jamal Adams isn't, you know, being a cancer on the team or whatever. But you mm-hmm. lost a huge part of your defense, and now your defense looks not good. Not okay. I mean, CJ Mosley, CJ Mosley opted out of the season. That's that's already two years on the on you know two years with the Jets. He only played one game. I know last year he got hurt, but this year too, that would have been he's a big guy to have in the middle as a linebacker. Avery Williamson still, you know, he's hurt. I hope he's coming back. But it's just it's just injuries. Every everything's just not working well. But I, what I want to know is. All these people now are talking with this year. If they do end up getting the number one pick, do you think, well, you know, with quarterbacks like Justin Fields and um, Trevor Lawrence, do you think you go after a quarterback this year in the draft? That's what I'm wondering yeah. what they do if they steer away from Donald. I still have hope in Donald. Yeah. He's still, what, 23, 24? I don't think you give up on a kid like that, yeah, especially he's, he's, when his, his, he's already been too – he wasn't with Gates the first year. Uh, it was, it was uh, Todd Bowles, wasn't it? Bowles. First year? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. We haven't been two unsuccessful coaches. Terrible coaches. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Two coaches in the NFL. He's not not getting put in the right environment. Not at all. If I were the Jets, I don't think I don't think they're gonna get the first overall pick because they're the Jets. They're gonna win out the last three games. They'll win like they'll win like five games at the end of the season. Adam, is it is it wrong to say that they've looked like the worst team in football so far this year? Not at all. Not at all. That's all. Yeah, hundred. Yeah, they they're terrible. Yeah. Discussing. Watching their games, I've started just taping their games and just fast forwarding through commercials <laughs> and like yeah, their offensive yeah. drives because it's just awful. I mean, all I'm no, saying, the really Jaguars bad. who people thought were tanking beat the Colts. They, they do not. That's a Gardner Minshew is slinging it. I know. If, if the Jets can beat the Colts, then maybe you say they're at least on the level of the Jaguars. That would be a stretch right now. But when we get to post pickums, the spread for that is insane. It's like 11 points. That's how little people believe in the Jets right now after their first two yeah. games. Early prediction, I think the Colts might rush for like 700 yards this week. <laughs> that offensive <laughs> line is amazing. The Jets might have to hold tryouts this week for random fans <laughs> to get on that defensive line the help that they need. It's just nothing's working. Nothing's clicking. I don't even want to talk about it no more. It's, 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 All right. Well, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's get out of our fuels a little bit. We'll go. We'll shift over to the Giants. A tough start to the season, 0-2. But I think when you compare them to the Jets, it's a completely different feel. They were in that mm-hmm. game against the Bears to the end. You have a couple drives there where, you know, you make you make a certain pass, you get a touchdown, all of a sudden you have the lead. And I think they were down 
17-0 to begin, or at least 17-3. And they, you know, they yeah. lost Saquon. They, they made the comeback. James Bradbury had, like, two interceptions. They forced their way back into that game. They forced some, you know, big three and outs, and they were able to make that game competitive. And I think that's what you want to see. I mean, it wasn't Daniel Jones's best game, but, you, you know, you saw, again, some potential from a Giants team that you think in a couple years could maybe be something. Losing a player like Saquon, though, to start, that's just terrible. And I'm not even a Giants fan, just as a football fan. I love him. He's like a, he's a great guy. He's a sick player. To watch him go down like that, that's two years in a row, you know, he's battling injuries. You got to hope yeah. that he comes back and he's all right. right. I mean, I already the – mind, the mindset that he's in right now, you saw what he did with the Instagram. He deleted everything. He left the picture. He, I, he's going to – you know, mama mentality, I think he's going to come back with a beast. Yeah, he's, the only guy that I know of that came back from uh, ACL and MCO and whatever it was, tears and injuries, was uh, Adrian Peterson the next year. But then he won MVP. And Adrian Peterson's a dog. So – I mean, hey, you we, gave, right? we want Lou, to be yeah. optimistic, but yeah, what do you want? Lou, you're yeah. a Giants fan. Yes. Do you believe in Daniel Jones? Yeah. I mean, he hasn't shown you anything that you would say, uh, you know, you should get rid of him. I mean. But he's I, not great. Well, if you got the first overall pick. I think he's, he's got, got the potential to be, to be pretty great. You look at he's got he's, – he's more athletic than he looks like. He's been able to run for some big first downs. His arm is pretty – it's pretty good. He's making accurate passes. We're not seeing as many turnovers. Hasn't fumbled yet, has he? Maybe he looks a lot set. better than uh, Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. yeah, I just took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say, Gettleman made the right yeah. pick. I know I've been quiet. I've been doing something. But, uh, <laughs> no, nah, Gettleman did make the right pick. I think that Haskins also, I don't think that – I mean, look, he did win a game. He did play very good against the Eagles. But the Redskins have probably one of the most underrated defenses that I've ever seen in a while. That front four is very, very talented. And between the Eagles having offensive line problems and the Eagles still, they drafted Jalen Rager, everyone got healthy, and they're still missing that 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 uh, skill position guy that they need. Now that Jalen Rager, I think he tore a muscle or a ligament in his thumb. He's out a couple. Yeah. Alshon yeah. Jeffrey finally practiced for the first time in 2020. Back Earth has been banged up. They lost Brandon Brooks for the year. This is just a team that's rattled by injuries like the rest of the NFL now. And honestly, to get because I was kind of listening to the Jets thing, not fully, but Emmanuel Sanders posted something on Instagram. And he posted on a story that winning starts with the owner, then the mm-hmm. president, and then the people in the front office, then the players. Until the Jets get a – I think, honestly, not even the owner, because I feel like owners in football have less – like less. I, less I, I, like the, uh, I like the Jets GM. I think I like Joe Douglas. Management has mishandled yeah. everything that he's given them. Yeah. How do you tell me that Denzel Mims hurts his hamstring, sits out for two weeks, and comes back and hurts the other hamstring? <laughs> I don't think the training staff. The training staff is good. And Adam Gase did well with Peyton Manning because Peyton Manning's an already developed quarterback. Adam Gase, mm-hmm. Tannehill wasn't a developed quarterback, and Donald's obviously not a developed quarterback due to his age and experience. Gase is trying to put Darnold in a system where he had a Hall of Fame quarterback, probably one of the top five of all time, succeed in. Darnold's not at that level yet, and he's not understanding that. And also, a little bit on the Jets. I understand you guys took Mackay back, and I understand you guys need the line, but Sam Darnold's no weapons. No, he not throw the ball. I, know he... Crowder, I understand Crowder's a great slot receiver, but you have no one on the outside that can stop the outside. We the haven't outside. been able to see Mims either. Everyone's hamstrings. Yeah. I don't know what the hell goes on over there. Everyone walks. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And it's just hamstrings. Last year, the, inju- uh, last the, week, the, the injury report. that Gettleman made, I feel like Gettleman spent a lot of money on guys that they didn't need. You guys have great linebackers. You have Avery Williams who went down last year. You can't predict that. Blake Cashman's an up and rising what, uh, running. Uh, he got injured. Running back. <laughs> He's yeah. on the aisle. What round then you have that other guy, not Jakari Pillay. What was his name? Four. You know who I'm talking about. Jabari. Jabari. Yeah. Yeah. He's another great linebacker. Why are you going out and giving C.J. Mosley $85 million? The guy's played one game in two years. Second of all, I mean, then you go out and you're giving $4 million and $36 million guaranteed for a guy who proved that, honestly, at this point, he's a product of a system. And I feel like you, in the NFL now, the Rams are the only team that's doing it right. You don't go out and you don't pay a running back. No, you, know, you don't. The are doing it right. There's too many liabilities with a running back unless they're a, a dual threat like McCaffrey or Barkley. That well, that's an interesting point. Do you think the Giants paid Barkley? Because, I mean, when he's on the field, 
maybe Le'Veon was maybe the most dynamic running back out there. But now back to back serious leg, like high ankle sprain. It's not the torn ACL, but it's nothing to mess around with. And they he came back from it, and he wasn't the same. You could see it. And now My the Giants are going to do with Barkley is that they're going to give him his fifth year option next year. And then they're going to tag him. And they're going to see how he does in that span. Because before you go out and you're giving a guy a lot of money, he's going to get way more money than Bell. He's going to be getting that's, – That's the smartest thing that they should do. That's the smartest that's thing. He's going to get McCaffrey money. I mean, that's the given. He's going to get And McCaffrey. then if he can't stay healthy, what are you going to do with him? You need you, – they need cornerbacks. They need a D-line. You guys, you have one good linebacker who's aging, Blake Martinez. I think he's 29. I think mm-hmm. that there's a lot of holes on that defense that need to be addressed in the draft. I think in the draft- O line, <laughs> yeah. Giants O line. I mean, against the Steelers, but also you have to realize everyone says that Steelers game. The Broncos the next week, the Steelers went out and had 19 QB hits and seven sacks. Yeah, that that's Steelers front four. And that and that top Broncos offensive line is not even close to as bad as the Giants. And the Giants offensive line did better in pass protection than the Broncos. And my thing is, you need a coach. The Jets need to get rid of Adam Gase. They need to go out there, and they need to get a guy who can develop young talent. You don't need a coach to win now. You're far from winning now. That's I just want to throw out – I want to throw out one thing. That mode is no good. I want to say one thing, though. Going back to what you just said about the coach and stuff like that, I don't mean to steer away from the Giants, but if you look back at that draft class, too, and you see the quarterbacks that went, Lamar, Josh Allen, these guys are put into positions already that I feel like, you know, hard. Lamar, all these Lamar Jackson would suck on any other team besides the Ravens. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They have the coaching staff. They have Coaching's the ability team. to, okay, look, they went from a guy, Joe Flacco, that doesn't even know how to run. And look he how in one year. on the Broncos. And, and, look, and look how much in one year they were able to switch the offense around, switch it up. When you have teams like that that know how to develop and know how to get stuff done with the right player, know how to adapt to changes. That's what makes mm-hmm. you a winning team and a winning a winning culture. It's not in your, developing or getting stuff done. It's creating a system that's surrounded by your future quarterback. These teams create exactly. systems for their offense that work for the quarterback. They go out and they get receivers that work with the the quarterback. So you don't see the Ravens so, going out and getting a big tall receiver. They're getting small wow. guys that a Texas A and M out of uh, SMH. They got the guy the sleeper in the late rounds. They're getting big tight ends to block. They're spending their money on the line. That's what the Jets need to do. The Jets need to build a system around Darnold that Darnold can flourish in. They shouldn't be trying to sign the top free agents. They should be going – If you want to know the truth, though, and I'm saying this as a Jets fan, I don't even know – I feel like you haven't even been able to see, like, what Darnold's strengths and weaknesses are for teams to be able to build an offense around him. I can tell you what what Darnold's strength is right now. Darnold has a hell of an arm. Darnold's accurate, but his decision-making is not great. Yeah. Thank you. A good slot receiver, which you have, but then you need need a two-headed monster on the outside. You don't have even close to that. I mean, we That's haven't seen Mims. And I'm not saying you are. Like, I know the Jets were interested in signing Keen Allen before he got extended. Or, like, you know what I mean? Like, the Jets really – and I would honestly, with there not being a college football season, if I'm the Jets, I'm looking to shop one of those first-round picks for a big-name receiver. You have the money. You The, the Jets have been so unsuccessful with picks. Dean Milliner, Calvin Pryor, Leonard Williams. Even We can even call Jamal Adams a failure because he didn't even – uh, a successful first round yes. guy who's going to be with there and the future eh. team win. Right, yeah, that is, okay. And he yeah. was a great player, but he wasn't. He's not there now. You guys need to focus on. Hey, we really can't draft Makai Beckton. We can't tell if he's good or bad. He's played two games. We can't yeah. honestly. With Mims having an injury history like this, he's been nothing but a bust so far. Yeah, and, I, I mean, I, well, I know you can blame the training staff, but it's the guy's hamstring. They're not touching his hamstring. They're not doing what the Chargers doctor did to Tyrod Taylor. That's something. That that I mean, I truly think, almost as Tommaso said, like it's all kind of tying back to Adam Gase. Like you guys talked mm-hmm. about building a system around your quarterback. Like John Franco said, I don't think you know exactly what system Sam Donald can flourish in because there's been so many questions around the Jets' offense. They weren't able to set up. And, you know, any plays for Le'Veon Bell last year. And that's, I mean, you just look at what the Steelers did. You can kind of formulate some plays off of that. I mean, it's like they completely misused Bell. You know, there are some questions. Like, do they know know what they're doing? I don't know if you've seen enough consistency and stability in that offense to say, like, this is what works for Sam, this doesn't. And that's why I think you you still have some problems is that there's still a lot of questions about what they want Sam to do and what they think he can thrive in. My I thing think, is, it's not Bell's fault. Bell is running that, but yeah. is patient. He sits there, he creeps up, he waits for a hole, and he explodes. 
That's the type of line. The Steelers' Bell. offensive line that they had when Bell was running behind was ridiculous. Yeah. And look, you can't even compare. We lost Ramon Foster. We lost Marcus Gilbert. We lost guys, and we're replacing them. And I, I give credit more, not to the drafting, not to the front. I give credit to our offensive line coach. When you have, we have a, we have a fourth-round pick starting in right guard right now. He leads the league. He's given up zero pressures in two starts. We have back-to-back games with a hundred-yard. We're the only team in the NFL right now that have two running backs go back-to-back with a hundred-yard game. That's why we let Bell walk. Everyone's saying the steal of the cheap, the steal of the cheap. You can't pay a running back, especially when you don't have a line, and you're paying a running back that needs a line. Zeke is another guy. He needs a line. He's not a type of running back that can go out there and explode without a line. He's not a Barkley. He's not a McCaffrey. He's not. You, those are big, bulky running backs that follow their blockers, and they explode, and, and they're good at picking up holes. If there's no holes to pick up, how are they going to succeed? Bell is – I literally said this when they signed him, and everyone shot, like, dirty looks at me. He's not going to be good because he needs a line. The Steelers possibly have two or even three if you want to stretch Bell in the way. Look what they did. The Jets, went out and, and the Jets went out and got offensive linemen that weren't bad. But once again, I feel like once you put on a Jets uniform, you just turn into a different <laughs> I know, player. but I feel like they overpaid for George Fant. He was a backup right tackle for the Seahawks. He gave him $54 million for three years. You gave Connor McGovern, who had one good year in his career, there's a reason why they let him go. He had a great year yeah. last year, but the years before, you look at the amount of penalties he put up and his injuries, he's not a great lineman. He had one great year. There's a reason the why two he names you said. The two names you said are not playing, by the way, because they're injured. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I literally said McGovern. He was injured the whole year before. Well, let's, mm-hmm. the, let's segue into something. The biggest story of week two, Tomasa just said it, injuries. Injuries oh. ravaged the league week two after a pretty healthy week one. We saw big names go down. There are at least two players right away that I can think of that are out for the season. Saquon Barkley and uh, is it Nick Bosa? Bosa. No, Nick, Nick Bosa, Solomon Thomas, uh, Cortland Sutton. Sutton. Cortland Sutton. Drew Locke. Drew Locke's Drew out this week. Devontae Adams is banged up. Julio's banged up. Tyrod Taylor's uh, doctor tried to kill him. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> That yeah. must have Anthony, been big Justin Anthony Herbert. Anthony Barr, I think. Justin Herbert. Anthony Barr's hurt. Yeah. The 49ers were hit by far the worst. The 49ers oh lost half their team between Joe Garoppolo getting a high ankle sprain. They lost Mostert. They lost Coleman. Mostert. They Kittle lost Nick Bosa. They lost Nurtis Sherman. They already had Kittle down. They lost Solomon Thomas. The 49 and the worst part is I'm looking at power rankings on ESPN, and they're still ranked eighth. There's yeah, the, I don't know why. The strength of that team was the defense. Their offense is horrendous. The strength of that team was the defense. And you take out Nick Bose, Solomon Thomas, Richard Sherman, and a bunch of other play guys that are done for the year. It's not even like – Richard Sherman's on IR right now. We don't even know what's wrong with him. And honestly, I think he's been washed up. But I don't know. Like, there's no part. And especially now with Jimmy Grapple banged up. And Jimmy Grapple has zero receivers. Debo Samuel's another guy that's down. Brandon Ayuk's hurt. Uh, yeah, you, I can't even name another Jordan Reed is healthy. Jordan, yeah, Jordan yeah. Reed. When he's healthy, well, he's great. Let's but see how long that lasts. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give him a couple quarters this week. <laughs> yep, that's it. He's done. That's what I'm saying. It's just – I hate when everyone says they blame the NFL. Oh, there's no preseason. It's like this is why everyone's getting hurt. How do you expect a team when we're in the middle of a pandemic to put guys on a field that for unnecessary games – a, yeah. B, injuries are inevitable in the NFL. They've always been a part of the NFL. I, I can't name a year where there wasn't a bad week where people got hurt. Obviously not as bad as this week. I 100% agree that the preseason was part of it. But also, McCaffrey's not playing in preseason. Barkley's not playing heavy snaps in preseason. What, are you taking a hit or two? If a hit or two makes that much of a difference, then um, they must be doing it's something. It's camps. Bad. It's camps. It's camps. Yeah, it's camps more than preseason. Even workouts. I know. Especially for those big-name guys. Because all these guys that got hurt, like you just said, they weren't going to be playing in preseason. They were not playing in preseason. And the worst part is the guys who were supposed to play in preseason right now are flourishing. Joshua Kelly, Darrell Henderson. I can name a undrafted rookie on the running back on the Jaguars is going to play tonight. Robinson. He's uh, having yeah, yeah, um, uh-huh. The guys that were supposed to play in preseason that made the pr- squads, they, they were great. <coughs> Those are the guys that really haven't even had any NFL – they haven't had any NFL experience. They haven't taken a hit in the NFL, and they're flourishing. Sometimes an accident yeah. happens. Bar- Barkley buckled his knee. Yeah. Preseason or no preseason, that's, that's an Yeah, I think that's the, that, that's the tough thing with the stake on it. He got his ankle by a corner on, when he scored a touchdown. A corner laid out on his ankles. That's not preseason. Yeah. There was a lot of, like, freakish injuries where it was like no preseason wouldn't have done anything. Basically, if it was like a hamstring thing, yeah, preseason could have helped. 
Yeah, but Devontae Adams has a hamstring problem. He's had a hamstring problem in the past. He's not yeah. playing preseason. I still thought it was crazy, though. This week, I feel like this Sunday, my phone was blowing up. Everyone was getting hurt. Yeah. Especially like, like, the big game guys. guys just got injuries. Yeah, McCaffrey got hurt. Dak was hurt for a little bit. Dak got smashed in the head. Helmet to helmet contact. That's not preseason. But I'm, I'm just saying, it's, it's, it's still a story when you see a bunch of big-name guys go out. Oh, yeah. A couple of them are done for the year. I'm not saying – I didn't even try and make the point that preseason is the reason. I, I don't know how much it actually plays a factor in, like you said. These are just know, freak accidents. I'm healthy. I th- no, I think it's just freak accidents. But it's interesting to see that a bunch of freak accidents happened last week. And now it would be interesting to see this week. The 49ers are back, right, back in MetLife to play the They're Giants. They're back in MetLife. The yeah, they didn't want to play. play from, you guys from heard about that? From the 49ers. He's terrified. He's crapping his pants that he has to play on that turf again. They think it's the turf. Yeah, they don't want they, they don't yeah, want the, the NFL did an uh, inspection. How many guys yeah, went down in that Jets 49ers game alone? Like six or seven. Uh, all from the yeah, three jet, at least three Jets. Hogan, Perriman, McGovern went down for the Jets. So like your top, I heard your top two receivers. That, yeah, so. You always lost two offensive linemen to a torn peck and a torn ACL. Yeah. I was shocked oh, when no, Perryman no, got hurt, no. you know? That never happens. I told them. Perryman played for the Ravens. I only know this guy watched all the like, AFC North games. He played for the Browns. He played for the Ravens. This guy was horrendous. In quotes. He never played. He was just hurt yeah. all the time. He <laughs> dropped one of the biggest passes, I think, that prevent. It might have been him or Corey Coleman. Dropped one of the passes. Yeah, the open Corey for Coleman. Down. It was Coleman? Oh, okay. Perryman dropped the I mean, bomb. Corey Coleman are basically the same player. Like, exactly. Yeah. First-round talent to just – Always hurt, and when they did play, didn't really do anything. And honestly, mm-hmm. I feel like every receiver with Jameis Winston slinging the way he did at the end of the year last year, that offense with Bruce Arians, offensive mind, I just don't, I just don't, I just don't like anything besides maybe some of the draft picks that Joe Douglas made. None of the signings were really great signings in my eyes. I understand they're different. He, went, he attacked the positions he needed to attack, but he missed the guys. You guys need to go out and sign Jack Conley, the guard at the sound of the Browns. You don't need to sign George. Mm-hmm. He got – and he got similar money to George Fan. Mm-hmm. You need to go out and get a guy like that. You need to go out and get a guy like Austin Hooper, a big tight end that you can give Darnold. Not go out and get Rashad Perryman, Chris Hogan. You guys even have Bricks, Dante Moncrief. That guy can't even catch a ball. <laughs> I knew I knew Perryman because last year when uh, God went down at the end of the year, he came up big. Yeah, that's that really. That's yeah. That's the only reason why I know him. Steven, what free agents want to go to the Jets? They have to pay the free agents more money to get them to go there. They're not going to get It's not the NBA. It's not the NBA where guys are going to pick where they want to play. In the NFL, they don't make a lot of money compared to other sports. If you're going to give them the money, they're going to go. Why do you think Bell time with the Jets? You think Bell wanted to go to New York out of all destinations? He was projected for the Chiefs. He ended up with the Jets. They paid him. Imagine him with the Chiefs and the Ravens. Imagine him with the Ravens. But that's not always true. Kirk Cousins turned down the Jets. For more money than, uh, I mean, he turned down the Jets' bigger offer to go to the Vikings. Yeah, I feel the Vikings. quarterback's different though. I feel like a quarterback, like they're not as money hungry because they're all what you're comparing fifty million to fifty-two million or fifty-four, whatever it was, and probably more. Yeah, I don't money. exactly. They're going into a team that had more weapons. They had Thielen, they had Diggs, they had Dalvin Cook. The Jets didn't have any weapons for him. He's in a struggle. Really? Name, no But that also plays to Lucas' point. It's like. Because yeah, they also I know nobody wants to go there. But uh, the only thing I'll say, Luca, is like I think like Steven's talking about like drafting like linemen or, or like signing a lineman. Like I don't think an offensive lineman, lineman is yeah. whether he's blocking for Saquon Barkley or you know some scrub running back. It's gonna it's all the same to him. His job isn't affected that much the same way a quarterback is when you look out and you see Chris Hogan as your number one receiver. That doesn't have technical. Yeah. And do you see the media ripping up offensive linemen when they have bad games or making memes about Kirk Cousins throwing three picks against the Colts? People, people don't know the names of most old linemen. I don't know. I can't name Exactly. Besides. If I guarantee you, um, uh, if they weren't as big and as like heavy as they were and you didn't see them walking in the street, I guarantee you probably wouldn't even recognize them. You would walk right past them. Like, <laughs> no one even knows what offensive linemen look like. Yeah. Like honestly, Mike, Mike Coach Miller, if I, if you walk past Makai Becton in the street, you probably have no idea. Oh wow, that's different. Makai Becton is a different breed. Like, that's that's a, that's a, like if I walk past like a guy like like our starting right tackle, my fire, I wouldn't know who he was. I just know him because of his name on the back of the I wouldn't. I would just walk past him like, all right, well, who are you? Like if you walk past a guy like Kirk Cousins in the street, you're gonna recognize him. 
And the media is going to blow up Kirk Cousins. They're not going to blow up Jack Conlon for giving up two sacks. All right. Before what we... do you – Yeah. Oh, you go. I was just going to say, Lou, what do you think about the Giants picking up Freeman? I'm, I'm really excited. I feel like there's still, there's still some untapped potential that we could maybe – he's not going to be Saquon, but uh, – I was just going to say, the only thing – He's young. I mean, yeah. I, I, the only thing I was going to say is that if Saquon, and we know the talent that he has, couldn't do it behind the Giants line, yeah. you know, Freeman's, Freeman's been away for a little bit. I want to I see. He went from one injury see. plague running back to another. The guy hasn't been healthy in years. I'm being dead serious. Look, I mean, I it, it's, it's, not, it's not a bad pickup because, like, Deion Lewis. I just don't understand I, the move when I, you can I, develop I watch Deion you know. Lewis with the Patriots. I used to have him on my fantasy team every once in a while. <laughs> More than anything else, he's a receiver. Yeah, but Deion Lewis he's, is a receiver. He's, a lesser, he's just a lesser James White. That's why the Patriots. Yeah. But so you need you need a true running back. I don't think that you can say that Wayne Gallman is really a true running, running back. I mean, he can run the ball. But I think when you put – Freeman, Lewis, and Gallman in a room, you're going to say, hey, Freeman's the closest thing we have to a true running back that we can give the ball to if we're trying to actually run the ball and get some yards. Dumping the ball off to Deion Lewis, that's great. And we can, do, we can you know, utilize that in our offense maybe even more than Saquon because you're not worried about him getting hit as much and Deion Lewis. So whatever. You know, I think the signing even ball. shows that, like, the team, the team's confident. Like, okay, I know we lost our best player, but – like, we can't just wrap it up. That's it. Two games into the season. They're going out. At least they're trying to make moves. They're doing stuff. They're just, that, that's yeah. What, I mean, Lucas said what, what else like, stupidly early in, like, do you believe, you think David, David, uh, you know, down, whatever his name is, down Jones. Is yeah, Jones. yeah. I mean, he hasn't given you any reason from what the way he's played to be like, yeah, this kid isn't the future. I mean, he's played mm-hmm. for what? on the spark. What are you talking about? You've been watching Sam Darnold for three years. How can you say that not the – he has more spark than Sam Darnold. No, no, no Burrow has Dale a spark. Jones makes a he has a better nickname. I'm not saying he's Joe Burrow, but when Dale Jones runs on third and ten – You can't even say that about Burrow, yeah. though. Like, I guess I get hyped. He's got the spark, man. He's got the spark. Steven, what are you saying about Burrow? You can't say, oh, he's not Joe Burrow. Joe yeah, Burrow Burrow's a first-round pick. He's the number one pick. <laughs> Let me say something. This is my last thing about this, and I want to get into fantasy. But my thing is, if you're going to build a team, I think you need to start with defense. These Patriots teams, these good teams, the Legion of Boom, the Broncos team, all the besides the Chiefs because they're an offensive power. Like that, I don't even think you could build an offense like that now. They have so (laughs) many P, and it also took them years. Think about it. It took them years mm-hmm. going, starting off the season 6-0, and then getting Alex Smith goes garbage for the next five games, and then they blow it in the division round of the play. It took them years to do it. You need to build a defense before you even worry about offense. If you can't stop anyone, there's no point of stacking up your offense. And the Chiefs' defense is not horrible. They have a couple of decent guys. Chris Jones, yeah. Frank Clark, Tyron Matthew. They got, I, love, I love the rookie they drafted. They played great at the end of the year. Yeah, the defense came together, and that's what I'm saying. The Patriots team, the team that went 16-0, I think they went 10-6. and if, if, they were, if they were down, that offense was so strong, but you have to forget. If they were – they I don't think they had – I think they had, like, the number one ranked defense for, like, three years. And even last year, they had number one ranked defense. And that offense is horrible, and they still went 10-6. and six. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady's been washed, and I've been saying it. He can't throw the deep ball. I don't understand, like, how you cannot pick up on a guy like Tom Brady. He cannot throw the deep ball. I mean, like, this is an extreme example, but do you remember how dominant that, uh, you know, that Seahawks defense was? Like, I mean, they were insane. Half, I know, but the only thing I can say about them is half of them were on steroids, too. I mean, yeah, but that's besides the point. I mean, <laughs> everyone in the NFL could be on steroids. You have no idea. Nah, they get, they get tested. Uh, it's not the same. It's not the same. That team, like, that's not, it doesn't matter. That Legion of Boom team, if Russell, that's what you're talking about, Lou, was ridiculous. Yeah. Russell Wilson were, is not a scrub, but, I mean, the strength of that team was the defense. Russell Wilson didn't have crazy weapons. What, people were scared to play them. The keeper was Doug Baldwin, who, I mean, by, you know, he was good, but – I mean, he was never like a – Offenses player. were petrified of that defense. People were scared yeah. of that team. Cam yeah. Chancellor, people, people used to run away from him. That's like the like, – it's like Steven just said, the defense is so important. You build a defense like that, it's – It doesn't it's matter what your offense is. It's offense such a big boost. And then yeah. I'm not even – I know I'm biased. You want to call me biased. But that 2010 Steelers defense uh, – sure. No, I'm dead serious. The middle had Brett Kiesel. You had Campton on Big Hampton. You had James Harrison coming off the edge, one defensive player of the year. Then you had linebackers like I love the pickup from the Jets, Larry Foot. 
Then you had Troy Palmolo in the bench. Uh, and then you had Ryan Clark, William Gay. The defense was stacked, and that's why they won. They didn't win because Big Ben had incredible numbers. Big no. Ben threw for 190 a game and maybe a touchdown or two. Mm-hmm. We won what? We beat the we beat the Ravens in the AFC Championship like 14-9. Defense. The, Raven, the Ravens defense. Ray Lewis in the center of that with other pieces. It, it was insane. That's another team that people were scared of. That's what I'm saying. Defense is so important. Defense is, I think defense is way more important than offense because defense is so much harder to find. No, it is. 100%. It's hard to find a good quarterback now, and I think the Jaguars did a great job of drafting C.J. Henderson. I think C.J. Henderson would be great. All right, thank you. Let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, Tommaso's segment. That was fun. We did a nice little thing there. Diker decisions. Uh, the injuries are going to play a big part of this, so I think we should maybe open with uh, waiver wires. Who are some guys that we should be looking to pick up here? Um, I'll read these off. Yeah, because uh, the injuries were really bad this week, so we have a lot here. We're starting off with Russell Gage from the Falcons. We don't if know he's that available really in your league. questionable. Yeah, if he's, if he's available, there. jump on him. Uh huh. Looking at the Packers, Devontae is questionable. We have both Marcus Valdez-Scantling and Alan Lazard, who have gotten uh, decent targets with Devontae, and you can imagine more without Devontae. Packers offense firing, too. So yeah, exactly. Aaron Rodgers. Um, Michael Pittman from the Colts. We saw Campbell's out for the year, another injury. Keelan Cole from the Jaguars has gotten a lot of targets from Minshew. Traquan Smith, I like and, him. And um, Tommaso, Keelan yeah. Cole, too, I just wanted to add. What, uh, he's out tonight, um, DJ Sharp. That, so, yeah, DJ Keelan Sharp. Cole's played 30% of the snaps. I think he, he leads the team in catches, and he's second in yards. And he yeah, so that's a, that's a, if he's available and you can put him in as, like, a flex start, I don't know if I would go so far as a wide receiver, too, but as a flex start, he can get. He might have a big night tonight, especially against Miami, and too. Jones Me and Steven were talking about it before. Byron, yeah, the top court, Byron Jones is out. So, Keelan Cole might have a really big game. Um, yeah, I said Trey Smith because Michael Thomas is injured. Uh, on the Giants, we have Devonta Freeman and Deion Lewis. Those might be good flex spots. We could see how they do. Mike Davis from the Panthers. McCaffrey's out at least four to six weeks, so he'll be the starter there. I like Justin Herbert and Minshew as the quarterbacks. We don't know how long Tyrod Taylor's out because the doctor tried to kill him. So we'll see with Chargers. But for now, I like Herbert. Herbert looked good. He had over I just want to say, yards. do you guys remember it was either last week or a couple of weeks ago when Posio told you guys to trade Eckler because Tyrod Taylor was not yes. Justin Herbert. Not He raises the stock of yeah. Eckler and I think Keenan. And, and Joshua Kelly, too, I think. I think yeah. that whole offense is I – think, I, I, I think Herbert looked really good. And because yeah, you know, he's doing he's doing the checkdowns too. You know, Taylor yeah. talked about how he and, scrambles more. Herbert does yeah. downs. Eckler had a big game. I thought just Herbert looked great against the really good team. Yeah, and it was yeah. it wasn't like he was put into a game with like the Raiders. He was he was told like an hour before, before the game. game. He's no, going, ten minutes before the game, they told him suit up. Yeah, ten minutes. They were getting ready. To he's going up against the time, and he played. A, I think yeah. he's not the reason they lost that game. He played a great game. No, uh, that was a great game. You can't blame them for losing that game. They held that Chiefs offense to twenty three points. The team yeah. that averaged yeah. well up to thirties. I thought that was the, 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 even though they and lost. They that's a great fifty eight yard field goal in overtime. Come on. If yeah. I want to say one thing, like Buckner. you just said, fifty yard field goal, Harrison Butter. Two of them. The, the truth. Three of them. <laughs> the truth Greener, of yeah. my of my fantasy team. I just want to put that out there. The guy's a goon. The best, Ooh, fan, he a 53. The best fantasy kicker is Young Ho Koo. 100 percent He put up 19 points as a kicker. <laughs> I was just gonna say, but that's a big thing too. Like because even you're talking about the Falcons, back to Russell Gage real quick. Matt Ryan is throwing, it looks like he's gonna be throwing yeah. 700 yards a game. They have that pay. He's gonna, he's gonna the game. He's gonna. Uh-huh. There's gonna be so many targets. And if Julio's down, and Calvin Ridley's looking like he's having a sick year, so uh-huh. I would definitely. If Russell Gage's even available. I would 100. Yeah. Is it bold to say? Last year. Is it bold to say that mm-hmm. the Falcons and the Packers have the two best offenses so far? Like they just. I feel like they've been just firing. All I know. Yeah. But the thing with the Falcons is that their offense is a result of them getting destroyed on defense. They had a lot of garbage yards against the Cowboys. They got oh my god, that Cowboys. They they blew that game bad. But even the game against Seahawks, that was a lot of garbage time yardage. A lot of garbage. I was just you just I just want to say it too. You just took it. 
Seahawks offense too, I think is Lou is up there. I think uh, Russell, Russell Wilson right now looking, my number one vote for MVP. Russell yeah. Wilson's looking ridiculous. Nah, don't mm. relax the MVP. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> revenge tour. Tomasa. Okay, we're sorry. Let's get back to it. Is that it or are you uh, yeah. no, we got <laughs> what? Yeah, I was rounding out tight ends. Mike Kosicki from the Dolphins and Dalton Schultz from the Cowboys, who's the new Dalton starter. Schultz Char- is getting Charlie a start for me this yeah. week. I like well, you know, now he's getting the start. Yeah, I hope. Yeah, Jarwin went down, what, two weeks ago? Week one Where's versus uh, the Rams. Yeah, week one. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, Dalton Schultz, he, he might be uh, might be a little gem, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Need this guy. You wanna, um, yeah. What do you want to jump right. to now, Tomasa? We'll uh, go to, we uh, go to top we'll go... five for each position. You I'll, do do that? I'll do this. Yeah, go top five. All right, top five running backs in each position. We, we're starting off with Kamara. Kamara, especially with Michael Thomas out. Kamara, he, he had nine catches for 96 yards. I was down 1.6 points with two seconds <laughs> left. And Drew Brees snapped the ball, and I was praying to God, I was screaming. And I woke up both my parents, passed it to Alvin Kamara. And all I know is I saw Kamara catch the ball, run, and the linebacker that could we do defensive players, we don't do defensive teams in fantasy, one of the leagues I'm in, made the tackle, and I won by .4. On the last two seconds, that was refreshing the page. And then they obviously made a stat update, and I won by 1.4, but still, without that last play. So, Kamara's on the top of my list. Zeke's two. I think Zeke against the Seahawks. I think that game's going to be a complete shootout. Derek Henry, mm-hmm. Alvin Cook, and Aaron, Aaron Jones had a week. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I played him in fantasy. Guy put up 54 <laughs> points. I have no words for it. Uh, yeah. Best wide receivers. If Devontae Adams plays, I think Devontae Adams is easily two or three on this list, maybe even four. I don't think Julio should be top four. I, I just don't like the way that they're using Julio this year. You put Kevin Ridley up there, though. Kevin Ridley's been balling. Yeah. With the emergence of Ridley and Gaze, I just uh, Julio had one, two catches last week. And yeah, a shootout. Like points. In a mm-hmm. shootout, he had two catches. Yeah. So our top receivers with Devontae Adams out are D Hop, Tyreek Hill, Calvin Ridley. Julio, Allen Robinson, and Amari Cooper. Mm, I put Robinson and Cooper mainly because of the Lamb. Lamb, I think, has yeah. a real possibility. Yeah, the, the Falcons' defense, we, we already said, just not looking good. Yeah. Uh, top tight ends is the typical five. I mean, it's really this list, I can't really see it changing. Maybe we drop Ertz back. When, but Kelsey, one. Andrews, two. Ertz, three. Waller four and Higby five. I mean, once Kittle gets healthy, I could see maybe, maybe even Ertz or Waller backing down. I mean, Waller had a great week, but let's see if he can keep it up. I mean, once Kittle gets healthy, I think I think Higby's also another animal, so I think Ertz and Waller are gonna drop down. But those, that's for this week with Kittle still being questionable, doubtful maybe at this point. I'm not sure. Top QBs: Murray, Wilson, Lamar, Dak, and Mahomes. Kyler Murray. That that's just self-explanatory. The way he's been running and throwing the football. Especially against a weak Lions defense. Uh, I'm not really buying into the Lions this year like a lot of people did. I know they had great draft, but I, I just – I don't know. With the amount of injuries, I mean, Galladay still isn't 100% healthy, but he's playing. Top defenses this week, Steelers, Colts, Chargers, 49ers, and Bucks. The Colts against the Jets, that, that's a self-explanatory one. Deshaun Watson <laughs> shows that he really can't play – I mean, he doesn't have enough talent on the offensive side of the ball to compete with these top teams. I'm not saying the Steelers are, I mean, against these top defenses. Let me rephrase that. The Ravens defense ate him up. He didn't even throw for a touchdown. Yep. Then And then just with the offensive line being injured, Larry Tumsel's questionable to play. The defense has a weak secondary to begin with. They really don't have anyone that stands out besides their safety read. And then the 49ers defense against the Giants. I mean, this is, is a questionable one. I'm not 100% on board with this. The 49ers lost a lot of pieces, and Daniel Jones still has a couple of young – I love Darius Slayton. I think that maybe possibly Evan Ingram finally gets his head back where it should be. I mean, you never know. You never know that maybe Freeman and and Deion Lewis run all over them because they really lost a lot. And then the Bucks first number. I mean, honestly, Jeff Driscoll didn't look too bad. Uh, the Bucks defense is kind of eh, but they didn't play too bad against the Panthers, so we'll put them up there. Now let's go to best starts and sits, John Franco. For QB, we have um, Cam Newton versus the uh, Raiders, Minshew versus uh, the Dolphins tonight's game, and then we have Stafford versus Arizona. Another quarterback, honestly, I would throw in here also is Josh Allen versus uh, the Vikings. Love it. I think all those court. I think – I mean, yeah, I'm sorry, versus um, the Rams. I think all, just like what I just said, Newton and um, 
Josh Allen, I'm sorry. Yeah, Newton and Josh Allen, both of those two quarterbacks, they give you both. They Not only are they throwing the ball, but they're also rushing. Cam Newton's shocking a lot of people this year. Minshew is just, I don't know what the guy's on right now, but he's looking amazing. <laughs> and um, this week, too, I think um, Galladay's coming back to the Lions. I'm almost yeah. positive. I think he's high. I think he's coming back off the hamstring injury. He's been out two weeks. They're ready so, for a big week for Marvin Jones now that they finally – they're not, he's not facing the number one corner. Yeah, the number one. I think so, that, that Marvin Jones is going to explode. I think with both of his big targets there, we think that Stafford's going to be slinging it this week. For uh, sets for QBs, we have Watson versus Pittsburgh. That, that pretty much doesn't need an explanation either. Pittsburgh's defense has been playing ridiculous. We have golf versus um, the Bills. Bills defense have been playing nice too, but honestly, I don't know really how to explain it. The golf isn't like he, he's not impressing me yet so far. I don't. I just thought with the extensions to Cooper Cup and to Robert Woods, mm-hmm. I just thought you're gonna see a lot more out of the offense right now. I mean, I know Higby had a three touchdowns last week. Don't get me wrong on that, but versus a good Buffalo defense, I don't. I don't know if um, golf's gonna come out and produce this week. I, and then, like, um, I don't even know if Goff is a great fantasy quarterback. I mean, I feel like he's just yeah. kind of boring. Like, he doesn't do something. Yeah. Like he's not in a team that's going to go into a lot of shootouts. Yeah. Yeah. They got those I three agree. running backs that they're using a lot, right? Like, they're, the focus doesn't seem to be, like, let's pass the ball all the time. Mm-hmm. And another one that we have, uh, Breeze versus Green Bay. This could be a little, like, controversial a little bit. I mean, I understand losing Michael Thomas. We saw what they did. Versus the Raiders, I mean, Raiders came came out and they played a great game. But you see how different it is for Brees to run that out offense without their number one guy, probably the number one guy in the whole NFL. So, I mean, you got to think. And I, I love the Packers this year. I think they're a great team all around. So, I don't know. I mean, maybe a big game out of Jared Cook. Maybe. I, I know we like Trayvon Smith this week. He had a lot of targets last week. Maybe he comes back, does it again. But from Brees' point... I don't know. I mean, they're going to need a lot of help, I think, to beat the Packers the way they're playing right now. For running back, uh, Joshua Kelly versus um, Carolina. Mom, we have David Montgomery versus Atlanta and Mike Davis versus the Chargers. Mike Davis is the backup for the Panthers. With McCaffrey out, you know there's going to be a lot of share, a lot of targets, just a lot of carrying in general. He's the juggernaut on that offense. So you got to hope that, you know, Teddy Bridgewater isn't a big throw-it-up, go-get-it-guy. He's not going to be slinging the ball that much. So you got to expect that they're still going to try and stick to that run first offense. So you got to think Mike Davis is going to get something. And Montgomery versus the left. He got a lot of receptions last week, and that was McCaffrey yeah. playing. Mm-hmm. Seven exactly. For, seven for 80. And imagine him without it. So, you know, I, I think this week, Bridgewater's definitely going to love throwing the ball to him a lot. Joshua Kelly versus Carolina. I honestly think. Both running backs. I mean, we didn't put Eckler on here because if you have Eckler, you should definitely be starting him, you know, no matter who he's playing. But Joshua Kelly, too, as a flex star, should be a little guy that you can think both of them, you know, like we've seen weeks prior to run with these offenses, these two running backs, they can both have a big week. And especially against a defense like Carolina, I mean, I don't I don't think that they're going to be, be able to start. And the way that both of these guys look, I mean, I know it was versus the Chiefs. I know it was what's-his-name's first game, Herbert, but – Kelly and Eckler both look great. And people are saying that Kelly's going to work his way into this offense, even though Eckler is their main guy there. People are saying that he's going to be getting a lot more targets. So we definitely recommend starting him. And Montgomery versus Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta's games have all been shootouts. The defense hasn't been able to hold nothing. And Montgomery's touchdown last week versus the Giants, Lou. I don't know if you saw it. The one where he cut back from the sideline to the middle. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. Yeah. Sorry, I mean that. But what I know, but I mean, he was banged up to start. People weren't, you know, Montgomery too. Last year, I was high on him. I thought he was going to be a stud. He really upset a couple. He upset fantasy owners definitely last year a little bit. But I think he can bounce back. I think he's going to be a big player. I mean, I don't know if Mitchell Trubisky is the truth for that offense. So you know, they're going to stick to the run. For Sitch, we have Gurley versus Chicago. We explained that before. Matt Ryan's throwing the ball sixty times a game. You know, I don't think Gurley. I, I thought week one, Gurley, Gurley had a pretty good game. I don't know if they're going to be using him. So, you got to expect that Matt Ryan's going to do the same thing that he's been through and uh, throwing the ball to these guys. Ridley's having a monster year. Gage, all these guys. Even Julio, too, has been upsetting, but he's going to be chucking the ball. And David Johnson versus uh, Pick, uh, Pittsburgh, once again, Pittsburgh's defense. It's nothing else. It's ridiculous. He's not going to do nothing. Uh, receivers? 
please, Galladay, have a big week. We have Galladay versus Arizona and Marvin Jones. We have both of them. Like we said, we're high on that team this week, the Lions. Deontay Johnson versus Houston. Keenan Allen versus Carolina. And CD versus uh, Seattle. I think Steven and one of us said it earlier in the show, we think that game's going to be a big shootout. So you got to excited. CD's been playing like a beast. He's, I think he's solidified himself as that number two. I think Gallup's moved his way down a little bit. So I think CD Lamb's definitely Dak's uh, number two option, and he's looking like a beast. So I'd definitely say start them for sits. Judy versus Tampa Bay. You know, I had high hopes for Judy. I thought Drew Locke was a good quarterback. He got hurt, which sucks. I don't know if Driscoll is the answer. And I honestly, I would just I, I would stay away from Judy this week for sure. AJ Green versus Philly. Right now, Judy I don't know. Was limited in practice, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, injuries too for that. But I think even with that quarterback situation, I would stay away from that uh, Broncos offense. And um, A.J. Green, I, I was actually just going to ask you guys, who do you think – you think Tyler Boyd's made himself that number one over there or you think it's still A.J. Green? I think it's I think it's Tyler Boyd. I mean, I kind of had hopes. I, I was like – I kind of hoped A.J. Green would just kind of have like a resurgence just because I feel like it would be a good story after all the injuries he's had to deal with and maybe now he's got like a – fresh young quarterback but it, it seems that Tyler Boyd has made himself the number one target for Burrow and I mean Green's gotten some looks in the end zone but it, it just it doesn't look like he's the same doesn't look like game. the same game yeah I no. was gonna say that too and um Slayton versus the Niners we have I don't know about I know there's a lot of injuries to that team you guys I mean you also have to expect that the Giants are going to come out and play so I mean that's a little iffy one but I, I would I would sit away from Slayton versus the Niners this week and then for tight end, uh, John o. Smith versus Minnesota. He's been playing great. And that Minnesota team just looks like a disaster right now. Yeah, dysfunctional. They got torn up from the, the Colts last week at Packers. That was a shootout game week one. I would I would definitely start John o. Smith this week versus them. And I know I'm contradicting myself on this one I just said before. But on that Broncos offense, if Judy sits out, there's literally no one else. So we're saying start no offense this week also. And you got to say it too, for a quarterback like Driscoll, he's not going to be going out there and throw the ball 90 yards down the field. So no offense, he's going to be a tight end. He's going to get the ball. Yeah. He's going to get you catches this week. He's definitely going to rack up receptions. I don't – I definitely don't – yeah, 100%. He's definitely going to be having seven, eight receptions this week. I don't know about yards, but he's definitely going to get his target share, especially if Judy's out. So I would definitely lean towards no offense if you have him. And if it tight ends, Evan Ingram or San Fran, we're hoping these that Evan Ingram can yeah. turn it around. But, yeah, these are sets. Definitely Evan Ingram versus that, just anyone. He needs to get it together. <laughs> and right now we're not confident in him. Lou, I'm sorry. But uh, I like Evan Ingram. I, I, I love Poe's rant so much because it, it felt so – it was real. It was, it was it true. Was He's been and he was passionate about it. Bricks. He was passionate about it. It's just – I don't know. I hope he can get it together, but I, we would definitely stay away from Evan Ingram. And uh, Hawkinson versus Arizona. I saw, I saw something before. I think it was since, like, week one last year, uh, Hawkinson's rookie year. He had, like, the big game. Since um, then, his targets have – yeah, he went off his first game. And not yeah. only that, like, the target share, even though we've seen this year, it's been low. If mm-hmm. if um, Stafford gets Galladay's two big guys back, back Galladay and um, yeah. Marvin Jones there, they have their running, but they have AP in the backfield, DeAndre Swift. They have a lot of guys on this offense. I don't see Hawkinson getting his targets this week. So uh, we would definitely stay away from him too. All right. Before yeah. we uh, transition into the top fives, obviously, as you've noticed by the lack of screaming, no Posio <laughs> here. I would feel a little out of place Ed. if I went through all of Posio's picks because these are so true to him. So I'll, t- I'll just do the three that I think we can, we can talk a little bit about. The first one that I think is really interesting, I think you guys will like. Some of you may not. Uh, he's got the Colts, 11-point favorites over the Jets. He's taken the Colts. And I don't blame him. I don't know about you guys. I don't, I don't blame him. I don't either. That might be the biggest spread that I've ever seen. I mean, it's, it, I think it's the biggest <laughs> spread of the year so far, and it's kind of telling oh, 100%. The Colts aren't even a powerhouse. What happens? Do the Jets play any really good teams in the next couple of weeks? We play Broncos um, Thursday play night Broncos after this. Broncos Thursday night next week. <laughs> that should be fun. Primetime football, baby. Primetime we'll football. see how that goes. Jeff Driscoll versus Sam Darnold. No, I can't but wait. But I don't know. Honestly, Lou. If I Sam Darnold doesn't get hurt this week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I jinxed uh, it. My man. Everyone not go well. 
Lou, I'm thinking now. I don't know. What do you think? You think they look? I, I mean, know. I would love to be the optimist for you guys and be like, yeah, take the under. But it's like, I don't even think that even if right, the offenses for either teams aren't doing that great, I don't think that the Jets defense can keep them in that game to cover that spread. I know, yeah, and I don't, I, just, I don't, I I don't think like I see Jets, that. They could let up two touchdowns like that. We saw it. They let up an 80-yard touch on the first play of the game to a San Francisco offense that Steven so beautifully pointed out is hot, hot garbage. They're trash. <laughs> <laughs> Indianapolis, you know, with Phillip Rivers, you got T.Y. Hilton, Jonathan Taylor, who everyone loves. That You have some weapons there that I don't know the Jets can stop. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past the Jets because, you know, it's like maybe they come out this week, play good, but uh, <laughs> not, not the way it's looking, so – yeah, that's a bit, that's a very large point margin that yeah that that post here. Then, but I I would probably I mean with the way the season's gone I would definitely lean uh, Indianapolis too hundred percent. And now two picks that I really like. He's got I'll mention them just because they're the other New York team. Poe has the mm-hmm. Giants as three and a half point underdogs at least covering you know covering the spread enough where they won't get blown out and San Fran. You know, the, you know, they lost a lot of pieces. So I could see, again, Post said the Giants are going to go 16-0. So right now we're looking at 14-2. It's going to happen. Uh-huh. We're going to be good. And then he's got – I love this pick. Bills as two-and-a-half-point favorites over the Rams. I love the Bills this year. Yeah. So do I. And then uh, – I think they're good. Up. I just can't root for them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think they're fair. a good team. And uh, I'll present Poe's hot pick of the week. He circled this <laughs> to me when he sent it to me. Raiders as five point underdogs against the Patriots. Patriots have been good. I like that. Poe has like learned that. when we uh we forced him to take the Saints over the Raiders. A little bit of pressure there. <laughs> he had that you know, oh my thing God, he, he had, had going for him. So he's come around on the Raiders again. He's going with his gut and he's taking them over the Patriots. Lou on mine on my website that I'm on right now on CBS and a pick'em thing that I'm in. New England's actually my uh they're six and a half point favorites. And to me, that point actually does make a difference. Yeah. No, that's, big, that's, way, a, that's, a, that's a touchdown as opposed to – But the way – I don't know. The way that the Raiders look and, you know, Gruden's got them fired up, I think they can come out and they can play a really good game. They're like, banged up right now. Who? Waller hasn't practiced in two days and neither has Jacobs. I think they're just uh, – I think I they're resting them because they both did get heavy workload yeah. on Monday night. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Tell me if I'm wrong, but what's it – no, I don't know if it was a groin – Waller I, Jacobs, got, I think Jacobs got banged up mid-game. I think it's yeah. his ankle. Uh-huh. Well, without – I don't care who they got. You got John Gruden as your coach. All right, I'll tell you this. You can put a bunch of scrubs. <laughs> without further ado, we will get to uh, everyone's favorite segment, let's face it, the top fives. So much so we care. This, this, is, this is the bread and butter. This is the – This is. <laughs> A little recap of last week. Steven had a very good week. He went 4-1. Me and Mr. Harris went 3-2. and two. And then we had Poe, John Franco, Tommaso, 2-3. and three. So John Franco no longer undefeated. And then hold on, hold on, Luke. We'll get you. Let me scroll all the way down. All the way down to the bottom of my page here. And Luca, hey, it wasn't 0-5, but it was 2-3. and three. I'm, I'm happy with my picks. It was 2-3. and three. I guess I guess 2-3 and three is good, right, Luca? It's good enough. It's better than good enough. more wins than the Jets will have. Okay. Mm-hmm. Going 5-0 and oh and then being in the same boat as Luca right now, I'm not feeling, not feeling that hot. No, I'm not going to lie. What are the standings for two weeks? No, no, no I'm going to do that at the end when we'll, we we'll, we'll recap at the end. But so let's introduce week three games. As always, our primetime games. You have the Dolphins and Jags Thursday night. We'll mm-hmm. stretch a week Thursday night games here, but we'll, we'll power through. We'll power through. <laughs> because Sunday night, baby. Oh, Steve they make up for Packers. Another good game. Uh-huh. And hey, Monday night, Ravens versus Chiefs. That, <laughs> Chiefs, that could be the game of the year. Uh, yeah, yeah. I can see our one o'clock game is the Rams versus the Bills, and the Sunday afternoon game is the Cowboys versus the Seahawks. Uh, I will go first. Lou Orlando Thursday night game. Uh, I'm gonna take the Jaguars over the Dolphins. Am I gonna do that? Uh, you know what? <laughs> Dolphins look good against the Bills. 
I'm going to take it back. I'm going to take the Dolphins over the Jaguars. We'll see where that takes me. Bills versus the Rams. I'm big on the Bills. Love Josh Allen, so I'm going to go with the Bills. Cowboys, Seahawks. Just, I don't like the Seahawks. I don't like the Cowboys. And I'm loving the Seahawks right now, so I'm going to go Seahawks. Packers, Saints. Big on the Packers. I'm going Packers. And then Ravens versus Chiefs. I'm going to go Ravens. Wow. Cool picks. Who wants to take it next? I'll go next. Don't be shy. I'll go next. All right. Hopefully we can bounce back in that two and three week cheese. Another there we go. I can, I can feel it coming. Another undefeated week. Hopefully. <laughs> Dolphins, Jags. I'm going to ride Minshew. I'm going to go Jags. Oh, Rams versus Bills. Give me the Bills. Cowboys, Seahawks. Seahawks. Saints, Packers. Love me some Packers. There we go. And Ravens, Chiefs. I'm going to go Chiefs. Um, I'll go. Tommaso. Dolphins, Jaguars. I'm going Jaguars. Minshew Mania. Rams, Bills. Love it. I can't really root for the Bills. And I don't know. The Rams haven't looked terrible. I'll, I'll take the Rams. Cowboys, Seahawks. Uh, I'm going Cowboys. Saints, Packers. I'll go Packers. And Ravens, Chiefs. Uh, I'll take the Chiefs. Uh, Ravens. I'll take the Ravens. Ooh. Ravens. Whoa. Whoa. Fun decision. Uh, I like it. Mm-hmm. Like it. No, nah, I had the Ravens. I just said it wrong. <laughs> All right, I'll go, I'll go. All right, I'm Steven. I'm going to take tonight, Thursday night, Dolphins versus Jaguars. I'm going to take the Jaguars. Wait, let me get the list of games. I don't know where it went. Where Rams it versus Bills. All right, so Rams versus Bills. I'm going to take the Bills. I think the Bills are at home. I'm going to take the Seahawks over the Cowboys. I just don't like the way the Cowboys are playing at all. I think Russell Wilson's hot. Saints versus Packers. Oof. This is a tough one. Um... Both top receivers are out. If I'm going to go based off defenses, the Saints do have a better defense, but they look terrible against the Raiders. I'm going to go big man Aaron Rodgers. I'm taking the Packers. Ravens, Chiefs, I'm taking Ravens. I'm not even hesitating on that one. After watching the Chiefs play against the Chargers last week, I'm not even hesitating. I'm taking the Ravens. I know it's hard for me to take, but I'm taking them. All right. Uh, Mr. Harris here. Um, uh, for tonight's game, which starts in about three and a half hours or so, I'm going to take the Jaguars. Uh, I started liking the Jaguars because of The Good Place, which was a great TV show. Watch it if you haven't. Um, Rams versus Bills. I'm going to go the Bills. Um, Cowboys and Seahawks. My gut says Cowboys, but I'm not doing it. Seahawks. Love um, it. <laughs> Saints Packers. Um, going AA Ron's team, Packers. And Ravens Chiefs. I'm going to go with Mahomes and the Chiefs. Thank you. I was just going to say, is no one. Lou, did you go Ravens or did you go Chiefs? I went Ravens. The only guy that went Chiefs was that you? You went Chiefs? Yeah, but I, at least I got Mr. I think everyone's, everyone's turned off by that yeah. Chargers game. And now, of course, we have to go to Luca. He wasn't 0 and 5. He wasn't 5 and 0. And yet somehow he's still here, just lingering. <laughs> Won't go away. Luca, make Let's it. See. Let's see it. I love Minshew. Minshew Mania. I got to go with Jaguars. Uh, what's next? The Bills? Bills are in. They were cool. You Bills. Make those games if you want to make the picks. So I was doing my <laughs> Bills are in. Uh, I'll go Bills. Uh, I. Drew Brees is washed up. All right, well, hold on, hold on. Don't let's not <laughs> game. Cowboys, Seahawks, very good game. Uh, Se- Seahawks, I can't pick the Cowboys. Uh, wow. uh, definitely Green Bay over the Saints, and then Ravens over Chiefs. All right, all right. Some good stuff. As Stephen requested, we will recap the standings. I know this is why you requested it, because in first place, Stephen eight two back to back weeks of four and one ball. This is good stuff. Two upsets, man. Two upsets. The Raiders and that Broncos. The Broncos had it. The Broncos had it. In second place, hey, going undefeated for one week, that helps. You can go two and three and still be in second place because John Franco with seven and three. Still some good stuff. One and two, that's right there. It's a nice – this week depends. Got to come out hot. Very easily. Tied for fourth place, we have Tommaso at six and four. 
and Mr. Harris at six and four. All right, I'll take it. And you know what? Sometimes you can go three and two, and it just won't help you. Help you. When you look at the one <laughs> with, it's really, it's really disturbing. Me and Pozio tied for sixth place, five and five. Hey, we're five hundred. But when when I look at the guy that's standing next to me, and I go, "That's who I'm with." <laughs> I gotta step it up this week, so I'm expecting an undefeated week, of course. But uh, yeah. and then Luca in last at one. Hey, Luca doesn't play. Did Luca? We're just gonna ask you. Did we get um? Do we know Pozio's pick, or we just throw him up on the Instagram? We'll we'll throw him up on the Insta. We'll see the way. It, it it wouldn't be. Where is Pozio? Wouldn't be right. He's doing, right. doing his baseball thing. He's on his grind. He's too busy. He's too busy driving out to uh, Las Vegas right now to go kill half the Raiders team. <laughs> he didn't follow up. He's got to be upset. Yeah. The uh, monster, didn't he yell at you, like, threatened your life in the locker room? Because, uh... Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, interesting. All right. He hasn't said anything to me yet. He hasn't said anything to me yet. Well, because you weren't the guy that told him. It was, I think it was me and Tomasa that were like, really, you're taking the Raiders? And then, uh... To be fair, when he changed it, he said, I didn't do my research. I didn't look at who yeah. they play. Right? Like, so I feel like he was destined to lose that game either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, Agreed. the research, come on, just look at the teams. Posio had back-to-back weeks of nine and seven picks. Terrible. How yes. do you grab out of 16 games? How do you go nine and seven and say you're okay with that? <laughs> the fact that intent is really the more troubling part of that equation than anything else. People make mm-hmm. mistakes, but hey, when you're when you're content, if he's doing, I hope he's not doing he's research. Doing, <laughs> yeah, you you, you gotta hope. <laughs> I don't want to talk too bad about him, considering he's not here. Not that type yeah, of it was a little cheap, but you know what? <laughs> we gotta get our digs in on post somehow. It just has to happen, and there was no better way to end off this episode than by making fun of Posio. And with that, we will call the night. Thanks for being, guys.